So I hope you all had a, a better second night's sleep. It always takes me at least uh, my second night to get a, situated in a retreat. And uh, last night the talk sort of covered a very large swath of uh, territory, the four foundations. And the information is uh, often so large, especially as the Buddha taught it in that sutta, the Satipatthana, that it can be difficult to um, filter down and work with easily in any given meditation because the uh, sheer amount of awareness of body, breath, bodies and permanent feelings, uh, mood, consciousness, mind states, then awareness of thoughts. I don't know many times in my life where I've sat down and tried to work with all that in a single hour-long set. So what I'm going to focus on for this uh, day or for my instructions is um, using uh, a simplified tool called RAIN which was developed by Michelle McDonald and has been popularized by Tara Brock as a way of uh, recognizing and exploring and what we'll be focusing on is learning how to become aware of emotions that have been dormant in us and to turn towards these emotions and to process them using RAIN. RAIN is the tool for processing, uh, creating a safe container, opening to, holding, feeling, allowing uh, emotions to express themselves. So, for the sake of just exploring this, I like to suggest that we have five basic emotions. Fear, anger, disgust, joy, and sadness. Those are universal. They're in every single culture. Um, there was actually studies by um, oh, Eckhoff, I can't remember his name, but uh, that shows that all cultures have and even employ similar ways of expressing these five basic emotions. Fear is the desire to get away from a situation. Anger is the, the urge to overcome something that we don't like something that we feel is causing suffering for ourselves or others and trying to get rid of it. Disgust is uh, the urge to expel a sensory experience, food like gagging, a foul smell. Joy is what Barbara Fredrickson called the broad and build emotion that we feel a sense of lightness and um, security 
in our lives due to connections with others or a sense of being appreciated. Sadness is the wounded withdrawal after an attachment setback, after we feel we've been disconnected from the loved or something that we cherish. On top of these five emotions, there are two others I'm going to include because they're the socializing emotions. One is called pride, which is the sense of feeling good about one's actions, especially actions that benefit those we're connected to. Sense of pride that comes about when I work with others or I feel my um, the one-on-one sessions I do or the classes are seem to bring somebody some relief in their life. And shame is the exact opposite of pride. It's the feeling that punishes us when we act selfishly or in ways that are detrimental to the tribe of people we feel connected to. So in addition with fear, anger, disgust, joy, and sadness, pride and shame are socializing emotions that push us to stay connected to the people around us. Now what happens in life when we experience uh, difficult emotions is very often uh, we are tempted to suppress them unless we really, you know, the experience is joy and happiness or pride. Negative emotions can feel very painful. They can feel especially disruptive in the body. They, the, the feelings of, of fear in the stomach can be overwhelming. The feeling of loss and sadness in the chest can create really strong constriction. The feeling of... Uh, Anger can cause such discomfort that we have a tendency to distract ourselves from these experiences. There's two ways we do that. The first way is we get caught up in the uh, world around us. We look for things to zone out, tune out, Uh, just pull our attention away from the experience of difficult emotions. So we might, if we feel loneliness, we might run to Facebook for a pseudo-connection with someone. Or if we feel uh, angry, we might seek alcohol. Or if we feel a sense of purposelessness in our life, we might purchase something, we might shop. So these are the external distractions that help us not feel and open to and sit with and explore our emotional activations in life. Perhaps the most common way we distract ourselves from and try to cut off emotions is by immediately trying to figure out, solve, go into a story in the mind. And the great psychologist Winnicott called that the false self-solution. When we feel angry with someone, instead of feeling the anger in the body, the anger, I'm just so pissed off, instead of feeling that energy, we go up into the resentments. And we just recite the story of how we've been mistreated 
and we try to visualize all the things we'll do to the person and, and all the things we'll say in our fantasy to them to cut them down to size as a way to not feel the real expression of the emotion of anger. If we're sad, instead of actually feeling uh, the heaviness of sadness, allowing the tears and the, the weeping and the, 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 the distraught quality in the body, we'll just go into the story again and think thoughts of self-pity and I'm the one who never gets what they want, I'm the one who is always left, I'm the one who is always alone, etc. If we uh, experience a sense of guilt and shame over our actions rather than feel guilt, which just is this kind of icky, (laughs) I can't really, for me it's just this wince, you ever that when you're walking down the street and then you remember something that you did and it's like, <laughs> and instead of wanting to feel that, I know in my mind I tend to seek self-rationalization, justification for even the, the crappiest thing I do. My mind will, rather than wanting to feel that wince of shame, my mind will justify just about anything. Well, they had it coming, blah, 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 and I never get to say, and I've been putting up with so much, and maybe <laughs> finally, there's like, you know, I just my self-rationalization can just churn out the lawyer, the inner lawyer, justifying everything I do, so that the final. You know, I don't have to feel that. (laughs) And uh, sometimes even a sense of pride can feel difficult because sometimes even feeling good, we don't know how to host. And so with pride, we might, instead of allowing ourselves to feel good about an action, I might go into stories of grandiosity. I'm the greatest thing since, you know, cheese. I'm like, I'm just so... I'm the greatest Buddhist teacher ever. (laughs) So, all of this going into the story, the thought, is a way to not feel and open to and create a safe container for the emotions. And when we cut off emotions, what happens is they don't go away, they lie dormant. And then when a situation in life comes about where they can express themselves, they come flooding up. The best example is many times in life when we go through one painful breakup in a relationship and we don't allow ourselves to feel the sadness and the loss and instead we go into the story of everything that was wrong with our ex and how they should have been better or different or they should have been more appreciative and we don't feel the disconnection and the sadness then it gets pushed down with all of the feelings of sadness we experienced in childhood at the hands of caretakers and other breakups and then when we're in a new relationship that lasts maybe all of a week, and it, it doesn't work out, then all of the latent, buried, dormant emotions come up. 
You ever see, you know, friends who've gone through a very, you know, short relationship, they break up and they're distraught. And that's because what's happened is that all of the unprocessed emotions which have been essentially shoved into the the, uh, closet of the right hemisphere of the brain is now opened up and once again they're seeking attendance. And once again, we might find ourselves going back into the self-pity thoughts or back into the anger, resentment thoughts instead of opening to feel the actual emotion itself, which is craving attention. If we don't allow ourselves to feel these emotions, they'll come out very often in extremely dysregulated ways. Anger at a boss or at a relative will come out at a loved one. Blocked guilt turns into feelings of low self-worth and shame. Blocked fear that we don't process comes and appears as panic attacks and overwhelming anxiety disorders. So it's important to learn how to uh, work with and open to emotions as they appear in feelings in the body and moods in the mind. The process is outlined uh, as RAIN, which is an acronym And RAIN is an elegant approach. So the R of RAIN means to recognize what is going on internally. It's embodied with the simple question, what am I feeling right now? That question pulls us away from the story, the thought, the figuring it out, the rationalization, the justification, the trying to solve life, the trying to turn life into a narrative, the thoughts, all of the, the words and chatter in the mind. The counter question of R and recognize is, what am I feeling right now? What am I feeling right now? In any situation in life when I am uh, caught up in the dizzying, spiraling, obsessively repeating thoughts, I know that that means there's something beneath it waiting for my attention. And the question, what am I feeling right now, is the key to the beginning of this process. Very often if the emotion that's beneath all the thinking is easy to label, I'll label it. I'll simply say, oh, I can tell by the tightness in the stomach and uh, the mind wanting to get away that I'm in fear. Or I can tell by the wince feeling that I'm in shame and guilt. Or I can tell from the feeling of... um, Uh, just shaking and resentment stories that I'm in anger. So A is to allow and accept all of the 
feelings and moods that are occurring beneath the thinking. Most of the time in life what happens is we try to, instead of allow and accept, we go back up into the story once again when we see that there's an emotion present and we try to figure out our life. I'm going to tell that person this or I'm going to you know, do that or we might seek a distraction in the world. We might seek a a laptop, uh, a phone, uh, uh, a a TV, uh, food, uh, shopping, drugs, alcohol. So instead of trying to remove, get rid of, distract, run away from what's happening beneath the thinking, all of the nonverbal parts of our experience, allow is to stay with and open to the feelings that are occurring. The tightness and the contraction in the front of the body, the jumpiness in the mind, the heaviness in the mind, the feeling of, of um, anxiety in the mind. I use one word, which is welcome. This allows me to change my natural approach to uh, how I greet emotional experience. My normal way, again, is to, uh, my innate way, is to flee back up into the thinking mind. So I have to say something like yes or welcome. I see you. The Buddha, with, with his own shadow self, Mara, said, I see you, Mara, instead of go away, Mara. Leave Mara. When the Buddha's desire to quit, to run away, to give up, to seek out the easy life would come up, he'd say, I see you, Mara. And I'd just go, I, welcome, welcome. So, the third part, I, is to investigate, to really look at and really explore how these feelings, if we don't push away or run away or abandon these emotions, how do they unfold and how does each state play out across the body, the mind, Even note all the thoughts that get generated as a a way to pull away from the, the emotion. Investigation can also be to see how parts of the body can be at war with themselves. When I feel fear in my stomach and it starts to arise, very often there's this counter clenching in the jaw, my jaw locks, I don't want to feel fear, and I I feel my shoulders tighten. It's like the upper part of my body is trying to contain fear from expressing itself. So, or if there's loneliness, sadness, and there's this feeling of hollowness in the chest that uh, when uh, when I've experienced loss, I can often feel the rest of the body sort of tightening against that 
loneliness, that sadness in the chest as a way to like contain it. So the body can be at war with itself and I investigate that. Now the last letter in Rain originally was not identified, which means explore everything that's going on beneath our thoughts, but don't take it as self. And I don't use that. <laughs> because uh, I find it more useful to use the word, the letter N to, to mean nurture. Uh, when I experience something difficult, when I experience something painful, a difficult emotion, a difficult state, I try to send it thoughts of kindness, thoughts of, um, it'll be okay. I try to reparent these emotions because so many of my emotions have been uh, pushed away since childhood. I grew up in a family where anger was not safely modeled by my parents. My dad was a violent alcoholic until he became a Buddhist and he didn't show us how to hold and work through anger. So when I would experience anger, I had to immediately get rid of it. And now as an adult, when I feel anger after an experience, the anger doesn't believe that I'll be able to take care of it and, and stay safe and, and meet its needs. So I'll nurture the anger by saying, it's okay, it's okay. I'll make sure they don't hurt us again. I'll stand up from us. I'll, I'll take care of you. So you, I don't need to let you out, but I can hold you. There's a big difference between shouting and trying to get the anger out of us onto other people which acting out doesn't generally placate or release the anger as much as giving the anger a safe container to be felt, to arise, to be nurtured, and then to unfold and to be released. That's how I do emotion integration and processing. So, Rain, recognize, ask, what am I feeling? Allow, don't resist. Say welcome to whatever is happening. I, investigate, see how the experience, uh, how am I experiencing this emotion? How does this emotion express itself? How does this emotion affect everything else? How does it affect my body? How does it affect my mind? How does it affect even the thoughts? And then finally, nurture. Allow the emotion to know that we're no longer children, but that we have grown into adult bodies and we can take care of ourselves and be with these states. So, Let's practice. For this meditation, I'm going to ask you to bring about a emotional experience and we're going to use rain as a way to process <coughs> to create the safe container to explore, investigate, and then to nurture. 
So closing the eyes, and I always start each meditation by just first uh, coming into the body. And as Kathy did in the uh, opening night, I like to do three breaths together. So, with this long inhalation through the nose, lift your shoulders up towards your ears, trying to touch your ears with your shoulders, holding, holding, holding. Breathe out through the mouth. And just relax the shoulders all the way down. And if it feels good, pull the shoulders slightly back to open up the chest, just to make the chest a little bit more open. And then for the second breath, pull in the stomach as tight as you can while breathing in through the nose. And hold, 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 a beat longer. Breathe out. Soft belly, really soft belly. And then... The third breath in, tighten all the muscles in the face, the arms, the legs, buttocks, any other muscle you want, tighten, 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 and then release. So that's one way to very simply use the breath to relax the body. And then for the very beginning, using the breath, we can also continue to relax. If you're feeling really tired, hold the in-breath for a few beats longer than you normally do before releasing them. And if you're really tired, open up one eye as you breathe in. Then as you breathe out, close it. Then as you breathe in again, open up the other eye. And as you breathe out, close it. On the other hand, if you feel anxious, a lot of energy, uh, a good technique is to extend the out-breath as long as you can. Smooth, like a long, thin thread of breath going out. And then extend the pause between the out-breath and the next in-breath. Now as we do this RAIN practice, part of working with emotional content is the twin practices of bearing down, which means really moving towards an emotion that we might normally run away from. But then the other part is backing off when the content feels too intense. One way we can back out is to become aware of sensations that are going on that are pleasant. I'd like to suggest that the sound of the birds outside, just the sensation of contact with the ground, 
And if you'd like another sensation, you might want to visualize somebody or some place that you feel really safe with. So whenever you feel in any meditation, whether now or throughout the week, that you need a little more of a safe container to hold your experience, just go to the sounds which make the mind and your experience more spacious. Go to the contact sensations with the ground, your clothes, or visualize the person or place you feel safe. Or even add the phrase, I love you, keep going. I love you, keep going. So I'd like you to bring to mind an image you associate with a difficult experience you had or something you fear, something you've struggled with. A common theme is loneliness, lack of connection with a partner, a feeling of disconnection. A feeling of lack of fulfillment. Even financial fear or any kind of topic that when it comes to mind creates obsession or the desire to immediately get rid of that topic because it's so difficult. And rather than go into the story into a narrative, just hold some image, some very basic representation. For instance, if there's a feeling of loneliness, hold the image of an empty apartment, no one there. Financial fear, an image of not being able to purchase something we want or feeling vulnerable. Loss might be associated with the place that we normally saw that person and now we no longer have access to them.
Shame could be just the simplest image that represents the action that we now regret. And the question I ask is, what needs to be felt? What do I need to feel? And if nothing comes up in the body, then prime it a bit. What does it feel like to feel lonely? What does it feel like to feel frightened? What does it feel like to feel guilt? disconnection, not being with the loved, not finding someone to love me. What does it feel like? Sometimes Something small or large will appear in the body. Maybe a feeling of nauseousness in the throat or tightness in the chest or a constriction in the shoulders or maybe there'll be a jumpiness in the mind and you'll feel the desire of the thought mind to pull you away but just stay with it. And just welcome Whatever needs to be felt, just welcome it. You're allowed. I won't run away from you. I can be with my sadness, my fear, my loneliness, my grief, my anger, my rage. Depending on how long we've been busily scheduling our lives not to feel these feelings, these emotions, they may have so many different sides to be explored. Sadness, loss, It has a feeling, a tone, it has a breath to it, it has a heaviness, 
It has a body state. Sadness has a feeling in the chest and throat and it has a mood to it, a heaviness in the mind. It has a feeling of cloudiness in the mind. Anger has a feeling of just this energy that wants to get out, that wants to push its way out of the body. It feels like it wants to explode out of the mouth and out of the eyes. And it just wants to create so much invective and judgment. It wants to shout. And just create that container for it. If you need, keep the sound of the birds present just to be with, to create that container to be with. Just investigate what does this emotion want us to know? Emotions don't express themselves through words, they express themselves through the body and the breath, the mood of the mind, the feelings. We've been running from some of our experience for so long, can we now turn and befriend even the most painful and difficult of our experience? Can we stop running? So the final stage of RAIN, after recognizing through asking the question, what needs to be felt? And allowing through welcoming our experience, investigating an emotion through giving it space to express itself, through all the different corners of experience is finally to nurture, to provide this part of our experience with love and compassion and care, tenderness. Can I find that guilt and shame in the body, 
And can we assure it, it's okay. I see you. I know now how you feel. I care about you. I care about this feeling. I'll take care of you. I care about my fear. I'll take care of you. I won't put you in those situations again. I care about my anger. I'll take care of you. I won't put you there again. I hear what you need. I care about my loneliness. I'll take care of you. I'll reach out. I'll connect. I care about my lack of self-care, how little I've taken care of my heart and my needs. I care about these feelings. I won't run anymore. I care about these feelings. The fear of pushing people away, of being left, I care about these feelings. I care about the feelings of fear of disappointing. So at no point 
as we move towards the end of the meditation, do we ever push away or close the door on our feelings, our emotions? We leave them open and exposed, but we simply add in to the mind all the other sensations to provide warmth, to provide a home for these emotions to grow, to unfold, to heal. The sound of the birds, the feel of the floor, the feel of the breath, the feel of being in a body, the lights flickering behind the eyelids, and eventually as we open our eyes, the sights around us. But at no point do we allow all the sights and all the thoughts to become so great that they bury the feelings, that they bury the emotions once again. Leave enough space when it's time to open your eyes for these feelings to have access to the sun and to the light and to the feel of all the senses around you so that they can breathe and they can be part of our experience. At no point do we run away from or bury these emotions. We leave them open so that life will heal them. So shortly I'm going to ring the bowl. See if you can use the entire length of the sound to slowly open up the eyes so that we don't allow the sights of the room around us to push away whatever we've experienced, no matter how small or big. Just even awareness of the body and the breath. Just keep all of our experience available.